Hello, dear friends. I'm Marissa Blackwood, and welcome to All Things Murder. Welcome to All Things Murder, the show that dives into real true crime cases that inspired pop culture movies and shows we know today. I'm Marissa Blackwood, and if you live in Texarkana, then you may have heard of the Texarkana Moonlight Murders. The Texarkana Moonlight Murders was a series of four unsolved serial murders and related violent crimes committed in and around the Texarkana region of Arkansas and Texas in the late winter and spring of 1946. They were a tribute to an alleged unidentified serial killer known as the Phantom Killer. You may have even seen the 1976 film or the 2014 remake, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Listener's discretion is advised. If you're a fan of horror movies or true crime, or perhaps both like myself, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, don't forget to check us out on YouTube at All Things Murder. New episodes on Thursdays. If you haven't seen the original movie or the 2014 remake slash sequel of The Town That Dreaded Sundown, let me give you just a little refresher. A mass maniac terrorizes the same small town community where a murderer known as the Phantom Killer struck decades earlier. The 2014 version starts with the original film being shown, the 1976 film, on Halloween at a drive-in movie theater and a couple decides to, you know, ditch the movie when they get attacked by the Phantom Killer. But what's the real story? Well, the first reported attack of the Phantom Killer occurred at around 11.55 p.m. on February 22nd of 1946. Jimmy Hollis, who was 25, and his girlfriend Mary Jean Larry, who was 19, were parked on a secluded road which was known as Lover's Lane after having to see a movie together. We've all been there. A man wearing a white cloth mask with eyes cut out of it, kind of looked like a bag or like a pillowcase with eyes cut out, and he had a flashlight with him. He approached their vehicle by their driver's side and ordered both of them to get out of the car. He beat Jimmy with a pistol before sexually assaulting Mary. Fortunately, they both did survive, but neither were able to identify their attacker because he was wearing a mask. About a month later, on March 24th, he grew more bold, leaving behind no breathing victims this time, so no one could speak about the man in the mask. He's like, I messed up the first time they lived. That was an accident. It was then in another Lover's Lane area, guy has a type, that Richard Griffin and his girlfriend, Holly Ann Moore, were attacked in his Richard's car. Both were shot several times and both left dead. The killer then disappeared into the night without a trace. Kind of seems like the actions of a very lonely person because he keeps going after couples. Just saying. After getting a taste for blood, the Phantom Killer couldn't wait another month to strike. It took only about three weeks for him to commit another double murder. This time, it was April 14th and involved another teenager couple, Paul Martin and Betty Jo Booker. The couple were last seen together when Paul went to go pick up Betty from band practice. Paul's body was found about five hours later, with him shot in the back of the head, and Betty Jo's body was found six hours after Paul, and two miles away, being shot in the face and chest. 
Betty Jo Booker was the Phantom's youngest victim at age 15 years old. Again, about three weeks later, on May 4th, he would strike one final time. Like, dude, what are couples doing to you? Like, leave them alone. Let them have their fun. His last act had a different motive, okay? So he didn't strike teens in their cars, you know, try to hook up and everything. But this time, he's like, let me be bold. He decided to kill a couple in their 30s while they were just chilling at home. Can't be a couple anywhere. This guy is just very lonely and just taking it out on you. Couple Virgil and Katie were just chilling out at home, you know, having a nice night in, when they heard a shot outside that broke the window. Okay, if I heard a shot from outside, yeah, I'm scattering. Virgil fell, having been shot dead from outside. His wife was shot as well. She ran for her life as the killer broke into her house, and she ran to a nearby neighbor. Luckily, Katie would survive, but again, never ought to look at her attacker because he wore the mask. Take off the mask! The entire area lived in fear, waiting to get another attack, but another attack never came. Just saying, since it was kind of a small town then, there's a serial killer in my neighborhood. Yeah, I'm moving. I'm moving. A thorough investigation was conducted. Suspects were named and interviewed, but no one was ever arrested. They're like, it could be anyone. The most popular theory among many in law enforcement and journalism was that the killer was a local car thief named Yule Sweeney. They're like, car thief? Yeah, yeah, we can pin it on that guy. For sure, it had to be that guy. He denied any involvement, but in 1947, he was sent to prison for other crimes, but yet the murders suddenly stopped. Interesting. His wife, Peggy, even confessed to the police like, yeah, my husband is the killer. But after she was interviewed several times, and despite the accuracy of her statements about the murders, the law enforcement doubted that she was telling the truth because she could never provide any physical location or correct time frames. Like, ladies, if you're going to frame your husband for murder or accuse him of murder, you gotta get some facts straight. Reports suggested that she got her information from the news and publicly made reports. Yul Sweeney died in prison as a habitable offender in 1994 without ever implicating himself as the Phantom. A few years later, 21-year-old Virginia Carpenter went missing in 1948, and it was thought to have been the work of the Phantom Killer. However, Yule Sweeney was in prison at times. It couldn't have been him. In 1999 and 2000, an anonymous woman contacted the surviving member of the Phantom's victims to apologize for, quote, what her father had done. But Yule Sweeney never had a daughter. Oh no. So who was this woman? The true killer's identity remains a mystery to this day, and Texarkana has never been the same since. Although this person is likely no longer alive, their grisly legacy has lived on as one of Texas's most brutal serial killers. I personally watched this movie, the 2014 remake. It is very, very interesting because I was trying to figure out who the Phantom was in the movie. Got one right, one right. But who could the Phantom have been? And that, my friends, is the story of the Phantom Killer. Thank you all so much for joining me. I'm Marissa Blackwood, and don't forget to tune in next week for a new All Things Murder, if you dare. <laughs>